0: You're listening to episode 310 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow. And this podcast focuses on three main pillars human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And I just want to remind you before we jump into today's episode about my four-week group coaching program for women called Becoming You starts on Tuesday, May 3rd. So it is coming up quickly. And everything that we're going to be covering in there, the entire idea around Becoming You, it's not... It's not that you're searching for an upgraded version of yourself or anything like that. You're already gaining understanding that you are worthy right now, exactly as you are of the happiness, the relationships, the health, the success, all of the things. And instead, the idea of becoming you is in the observation of where and with whom you have held yourself back from expressing yourself fully and choosing to no longer engage in the patterns and habits and dynamics that we've begun to realize have already done their job and they've taught us what we needed to know so that we could do something differently to take off and fly and it's about deciding to show yourself the kind of grace and compassion that you extend so easily and so lovingly to everyone else and embracing your strengths as well as all of the messy parts along with everything in between to me that is where real freedom comes from that is becoming you it's not about coming becoming uh, a, a different you know better version of you you are already exactly who you need to be it's just about peeling back some layers so that you can see more of yourself come through shine through so make sure to jump over to the show notes over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or check the show notes on whatever app you're listening to this to, and all the details will be in there. We start on May 3rd and I can't wait. So I can't wait to get started with this episode for you. This is a really important one all about losing some of the labels, shedding the labels that we so often get tied up in and I've got some, some cool examples for you as well. So let's dive in. Today we're gonna be talking a little bit about losing the labels that keep us small and how we can sometimes pathologize ourselves or other people potentially into these boxes and categories that don't serve us, they don't serve others, and they just keep us from actually expanding into who we're trying to become. And what gave me the idea for this episode, (laughs) I asked on Instagram stories uh, a while ago, for if anyone had had any ideas that they wanted me to cover on the podcast, because I'm, I'm about to start batching a whole bunch of episodes and someone um, who is a, a former client and, and I adore this this person. She's amazing. She reached out with an idea and I thought it was a great idea, but I'm going to be taking an angle on it that I think was not necessarily what she had in mind <laughs> when, she, when she gave it to me. So I'm going to be talking to her to, to let her know before this episode comes out um, what we're going to be kind of covering on this one. And, and I'm interested to get her feedback on this as well. But she suggested talking about something called self-love deficit disorder. I had never heard of this. I, I had to Google it. And... As soon as I heard the term, and started looking into it a little bit more, I, I I'm I'm no expert on it, but my understanding is that it's it's simply a name of something that someone has invented or created. It, it's not you know like an official diagnosable thing, um, or or you know disease or or illness or anything like that. It's just a name that someone has created to help. I, help identify something that is maybe lacking from within so that you are then pointed in the right direction to do the kind of work that will help you get to your own next level. Okay. That's, that's my, my very base level understanding of it. Here's my issue with it. (laughs) I, as soon as I heard, even just the terminology, there's nothing about that. That feels particularly complimentary, and and listen, I'm open to feedback on this. So anyone who wants to argue with me about this, feel free. <laughs> we can have, we can have a conversation about it. <laughs> but when I hear some of these terms, and and the number of terms are, are increasing, and sometimes they can be really really helpful. Okay, they can be so helpful. We we as humans love labels. We love categories. We love. having a sense of community because we want that we want to feel a sense of community so that we feel less alone in whatever issues we're facing or dealing with but to me the answer is not necessarily sometimes yes but not necessarily in creating more and more labels and as things like science expand and and we we learn more about different disorders and different things i am very pro-science so i'm like yes like whatever, whatever we, we find and uncover as science continues to evolve and grow, I am here for it 100%. What I have an issue with are the, the types of, of terms that people create that we, we get kind of sucked into. And sometimes in the, the sort of self-help and, and coaching space in particular, I would argue that it can sometimes be harmful. Sometimes it can be useful, but, but in these types of instances that I'm talking about where these are not scientifically diagnosable disorders, they are proprietary um, labels that have been developed that I think can cause more harm than good in some cases because it can make us feel as though there's something wrong with us or that we're broken and it, it makes us believe that there's always more and more and more and more to heal and fix and work on. And while yes, that that is, that is true, growing and evolving doesn't have to mean fixing because that can make us feel like we're inherently broken somehow. And all these labels can, for some, give us an option to evade responsibility for the ways we show up and behave towards ourselves and others. Because it allows us to put a label on something that makes us feel safer and more understood while potentially blocking us from taking the necessary action steps to progress forward. And the label can provide something to hide behind if we choose to identify with any label too closely. Like even things like uh different personality tests and, and the Enneagram and, and all those things. I love all that shit. I, I think it's amazing. And I think that all of them are really, can be really, really useful tools to better understand ourselves and in turn then to create better relationships with others because we have a greater understanding of self. If there are things that resonate with you, take them. Like I always say, and I say this about anything that I tell you as well, take what you want and leave the rest. Like not everything I say is going to be for everyone and, and good. Like I don't want you to only learn from me. I, I want everyone to... Learn from a, a wide, diverse range of, of sources that feel really good to you. And that's what I try to do with myself, too. I, don't, I never want to put any single person or uh, entity or idea up on a pedestal and then just decide that that's the thing. That's the thing that, that is the answer to everything. I want to make sure that I am very intentionally cultivating a, a wide range of diverse opinions, even ones that I don't necessarily agree with, just to explore what's there, right? And something, something like, like some of these labels, they can also keep us so deeply focused on self that we forget how much connection with others heals us because we heal in relationship, and yes, anyone who's been around here long enough knows that I am all about the relationship we have with ourselves. That is a constant evolutionary journey that will shift and expand over time, hopefully in the most positive ways as you get to know yourself more and more intimately. And that is part of your, your ongoing journey and, and the ongoing work that you have to do, that we all have to do but you will never hear me preaching that we are islands unto ourselves and that you have to so-called fix everything on your own by yourself. An enormous part of how we get to know ourselves is through the relationships to others. We get to see ourselves through their eyes. We get to experience who, who they are to give us a better sense of our own selves. Think of it this way, you know, I I use this example a lot, but we wouldn't recognize joy without experiencing the heavier emotions. Similarly, we wouldn't have an understanding of who we are as individuals if we didn't have others to relate to. It kind of, to me, it almost reminds me of practicing an open palm versus a closed fist. Have you ever heard that saying about, you know, if, if you're looking to this is just like one version of it, but, but basically if you're looking to, to pull in like love or abundance or, or whatever, that if you're not actually open to receiving it and you're just kind of walking around with the fuck you on your forehead, <laughs> that's a closed fist, right? Like you're not going to be able to receive if you are closed to the receiving. And if you remain closed all the time because you think you have to fix everything about yourself first, you're going to miss life. You will wake up one day and you'll wonder what happened and where it all went. And you'll realize you spent your time investing in labels and stories as, as we all do in a variety of ways. And it can be helpful sometimes. It can, it can almost give us, it can be like a, a little security blanket sometimes that we use. We're like, oh, okay, this thing makes sense about myself now that I've, I've heard it explained to me in this way. And I also recognize that there are other people who are going through the same thing, which makes me feel less alone. That is beautiful. That's a beautiful gift. I'm not faulting any label that that helps support someone in that way. I'm just cautioning you against getting too tied up with any particular label. You know, I, I've mentioned a couple of times that I did some really intensive trauma work um, months ago. and, one of the visualizations that came to me in during during this this kind of journey I was on was uh, that of myself being curled up, hunched over, like and, and wrapped in ropes that bonded me tightly, and the ropes were made of the words that I strung together from all the stories I chose to believe that weren't serving me. All the stories that kept me small, all the maybe you know negative feedback, um, either that that I had received from others, or that I had thought or said about myself, um, that the ropes were were created from these words. And then I visualized breaking through the bonds of those stories. And the ropes that bound me and kept me small, they they started disintegrating and shattering around me as I expanded and grew tall and, and really opened into the fullness of my presence and taking, you know, learn to take up space in this huge way. This is what I want for you, and for myself. By the way, I, I am still very much like on on my journey <laughs> to get to that that next level version of myself. I am continuing to expand, and and again, we will all always be continuously expanding, or or I hope so. Uh, we that's something that we we want to work towards, but. I would rather that you focus on how to expand and take up store and and take up space as opposed to looking for more stories that focus on your smallness and instead to create new stories that expand and grow you and that allow you to break free from the cage of your own making because that is real freedom. That is real freedom. This is one of it, Freedom is one of the pillars that the room to grow brand is built upon. And it's freedom from within because that is real freedom is the freedom from within. It's, it's one of my biggest core values in every sense of the word. Not everything needs to have a name or a label. In fact, here's, here's an example. I recently held a compassion or a workshop all about compassion and when I came up with the idea for it, I, I knew what I wanted to talk about in the whole workshop, but I didn't have the name for the workshop. I was like, well, I can't just call it like the compassion workshop. Like I, I need to have something a little bit spicier than that. And I, I was worried about marketing it because I didn't have a title for it. I actually ended up pushing it back, um, by a couple weeks because I didn't have a title for this workshop. And what I actually realized, I was like, why am I having so much trouble naming this? Like what, what the fuck? And I, I realized that when I create podcast episodes, I actually usually name the podcast episodes after I record them, partly because I always end up talking about more than I expect to share or, or things just, just come to me and flow out of me in the moment. And I finally sort of realized that the people who were going to, to come to the workshop were going to do so because they trust how much value I bring to the table in all of my work and everything that I do. And to be honest, I, I don't know how to not... Be generous with what I teach. I, I received, by the way, just the most beautiful comment on, on one of my, my posts on social media a couple of months ago um, from somebody who said, uh, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but something about that this person thought that I, I was one of the most genuine and, and generous um, people on social media. And I was just so humbled like, what a compliment! What a compliment. That, that was just so lovely. And what, what I want to stress there is that people remember how you show up. People remember how you made them feel, right? Like the, the Maya Angelou quote sums that up pretty beautifully. Uh, people remember your presence, your energy, uh, all, all of these things, your generosity. They don't remember the label you identify with. And I finally had to come to that realization just with this this workshop I was offering. I was like, you know, it's not about the title and the label I put on it. It's about identifying a problem and then taking steps to create a solution. So if you feel that you have a problem from within, something that, that you're working on, again, we are all always working on something, right? I think that it might be useful that even if you are, you know, looking around um, for, for labels or for communities that can make you feel less isolated in your journey, which is such a gift. That is, that is a beautiful, beautiful gift. To also just be very cognizant of not wrapping yourself up in the entire story. There's another example, actually, that, that I, I thought of when I was putting the notes together here. You may notice... Maybe you haven't noticed. <laughs> I rarely ever—I don't know if I've ever actually really used the word narcissist on this podcast. And given you know some of my my personal experiences, given some of the the work that I do with people, a uh, variety of, of different things, it's it, it, it's probably something that I, I I could very easily use, but. I also tend to have an issue. First of all, okay, <laughs> got a lot to say on this one. <laughs> the term narcissist, in my opinion, is getting thrown around way too much these days. Way, way, way too much, especially on social media. Um, it's like everyone and their brother is is a narcissist or suffers from narcissism. First of all, we're all a little bit narcissistic. It's it's a human trait. Okay, we we all have. A degree of narcissism from within us the other thing is that i don't use a lot of terms in general around here uh, not just on the podcast but but in my everyday life too like like because it truly how i show up on here is how i show up in real life too so i just don't really use that type of terminology or a lot of other terms that would be considered diagnosable issues because first of all i'm not a mental health professional okay I'm very clear on that. I am not a mental health professional. So it's not my job to diagnose anyone. Absolutely not. It is not my job to do that. But I also think that thanks to so-called Instagram therapy and like couch psychology, a lot of diagnosable conditions and the terminology associated with them have gotten tossed around far more than they should. And there is nuance in everything. Pretty sure I say that on almost every episode. There's nuance in everything. (laughs) And it is not to excuse poor behavior on the part of someone who mistreated you that that you maybe are thinking is like narcissistic or, or whatever, or to say that you weren't treated badly. Okay. It's also acknowledging that it's not our job to diagnose other people. We can sometimes use certain types of terms like narcissist or whatever to make ourselves feel better when we've been hurt. Because putting a label on something or someone can be comforting. Again, you know, like the, I, I fully get that. I understand why why we come up with these, these terms and, and labels and stuff that aren't necessarily considered an actual scientifically diagnosable issue. But there there are other terms floating around out there that can just feel kind of comforting a little bit, right? Especially... If we're feeling shame, if we're using the narcissist example specifically, it it can be especially comforting to us to use that type of label if we're feeling shame that we fell for someone who didn't treat us well or wasn't good to us or we're actually maybe holding on to some anger and distress towards ourselves for the self-betrayal we allowed to continue even if maybe things in that relationship didn't really feel quite right. It's you know, the label is often for our sake, much more so than for theirs. Because we, let's be real here, we don't generally throw the term narcissist to someone as a compliment. (laughs) Right? I, I don't know if I've really heard of that ever being used as a compliment before. It's a term that we can sometimes use to A, hurt the other person, B, try and explain their behavior, even if only to ourselves and our own circle of friends and loved ones. Or C, justify our own shame around why we ended up with and potentially stayed with this other person for longer than we would like to admit. And rarely does someone get called a narcissist and then immediately goes to seek care to treat a condition they may not even actually have. I mean, again, like, first of all, if someone is a true narcissist by actual scientific diagnosable terms, they may never recognize or acknowledge it for themselves. Or even if they do become aware of it, they are statistically speaking, unlikely, unwilling or or even unable to seek the help that will change their behavior. So it can be actually more a question of why did I fall for them? Why can't I get over them? How did I end up in this situation again? What do I need to work on? What can I take responsibility and ownership for my role in this situation so that I can learn and progress forward? And the answers to those questions do not need to involve pathologizing a disorder for yourself, especially not a proprietary one that someone just invented off the top of their head. The answers lie in nourishing yourself. And becoming aware of your own patterns and habits, like accepting the parts of yourself that are messy that we can mistakenly believe or feel are harder to love. The answers come from, from learning to trust yourself and, and realizing the that, that possibilities, purpose, and redirection can come from pain. And that we can turn that into the gold that becomes the foundation of who we grow into. This is the work that I do with people. And it's powerful and potent as fuck because I don't, I don't gift you some sort of magic. I just, help you guide, I just help guide you into recognizing your own magic so that you can fly. That's all I do. But it, it changes everything because it shifts your entire outlook on the world. It, it changes how you look at yourself and it, it shifts how you view others. In such a significant way that you start to notice that everything starts to flourish. So if you want to talk, <laughs> if, if any of this is, is resonating with you, let me know. I've got all the information listed in the show notes, and let me know how this lands. So reach out to me over on Instagram at Coach, and you can also send me an email, info at emilygoffcoaching.com, and we'll be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at emilygoffcoach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.